Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen to this show. Today, which I'm recording, is July 16th, 2020. And I'm recording this one a little bit earlier than usual. It might be a couple days before y'all hear this. So if the recording date sounds weird, look, basically, I got shit to do. So I had to record this one early. So um, listen, worry about yourself. Listen. You got shit to do too. What I need you to do is go on over to Apple Podcasts and rate this show five stars. When you rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts, it helps move my show up the algorithm, which helps bring in new listeners. And um, if you want to further support the show, you can financially support the show by heading on over to my uh, Cash App. You can donate to the Cash App, whatever you see fit. Dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. If you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash the Black Hokage right here above me where i'm pointing will be my uh, cash app it's dollar sign the black hokage 08 um all right without further ado let's get into it uh we got a couple game reviews we gotta do we got a lot of questions i got over 70 questions submitted to the late the late this episode um for those of you unaware before every episode i tweet out that i'm about to record and be like anybody have any topic or questions suggestions uh leave them on this tweet so follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real what is up on my lip Ugh. God damn it, bro. Whenever whenever I start fucking, I was about to say streaming. Whenever I start recording, I always look like I got some damn titty residue on my lips. I hate that shit, but you know, I be talking so fast, it be creating moisture sometimes and shit, but your mama pussy like it, so that's all that matter. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the quick bites before we get into these game reviews and then these questions. I actually want to start off with something a little serious. This one's for all the parents out there. Uh, this is something that y'all need to be aware of dear parents u.s military is recruiting teens running fake giveaways on twitch listen up if you're listening to the audio version if you if you're watching the video version i got the article up uh the u.s military has been recruiting teenagers from twitch and running fake giveaways to disguise recruitment forms this comes after an incident uh, of the army esports team on twitch banning people from mentioning war crimes in the chat this is the most recent in a long history of video game blah 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 for decades, the military has done whatever it takes to reach young people when they're trying to convince them. Their two main pools are service to the nation and that they will pay for. Yeah, we know that. Uh, what was the interesting part of it? Um, an article from Jordan by the nation today was detailing exactly how the U.S. military has been using Twitch as a, recruit, a recruiting tool to target minors as young as 13. That's why I said if you got kids, listen up. If you got nieces and nephews or little cousins, listen, listen up and they be on Twitch. Do not let them watch the Army channel. Different branches of the military, including the Army, Navy, and Air Force, have all been streaming on Twitch for the last few months, acting as if these Twitch channels are like any other. These soldiers, sailors, and airmen, all in their 30s, I guess the, the Marines couldn't afford, afford a Twitch channel, they don't got internet or something, um, <laughs> almost all in their 30s have been talking to these young, they've been talking like they're young tweens. So basically, they got a bunch of 30-year-old like uh, military servicemen acting like teenagers and shit saying it'd be like that sometimes like you know trying to relate to the kids and shit we don't have great comments but that that's that's the stupid part i don't care that they're trying to talk like they're younger than what they are this is the nefarious part that i didn't like um the army esports chat sends automated prompts about a giveaway for an xbox elite series 2 controller but when viewers click on those links in the twitch chat they're sent to a recruitment form where the controllers are never mentioned again the navy's twitch bio says other people will tell you not to stay up all night staring at a screen. We'll pay you to do it. Good look. Get a look at what life is like inside the uniform of America's Navy, implying to their viewers that they too can join and play video games on Twitch, despite the fact that all members of the Navy esports team 
are at least a petty officer third class blah 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 the point the point i'm trying to make to you is these motherfuckers have been streaming on twitch uh the military and you know shout out to the servicemen out there you know doing it doing it this is but this doesn't change the fact this shit is dubious this shit is nefarious as fuck bro preying on 13 14 15 16 year old kids that be on twitch watching their favorite streamers on their channel they're doing giveaways and when they click the link it takes them to a recruitment form now obviously because these people are minors they can't sign up for the military but that doesn't mean that you need to be aware of this because at bare minimum i'm pretty sure these forms are to take your kids um to take your kids information down and then i'm pretty sure they they put your ass in a data log they put you in the system and be like okay you 13 now well you turn 18 in five years we're gonna reach out and oh remember when you said on twitch you was interested in joining listen anybody that wants to join the army wants to join the navy the marines the air force coast guard the space force <laughs> shout out to all the space marines out there anybody that wants to join any of these branches of the military salute to you but let it be a choice let people serve their country by choice this shit is lame as hell this shit is not cool and honestly i think twitch should ban these fucking channels bro this shit is predatory bro uh and it's especially scummy and the latest like in the last like month what's been going on with all these twit longers it's been a lot of predatory actions going on and i didn't think it, like those were sexual predators that have been ousted and pedophiles and shit in the twitch community i didn't think it would be military predators too so just something to be aware of if you see your kid on the army channel on the navy channel on the air force channel on twitch first of all i don't know why you would be wanting to watch them but i guess people are watching them on twitch be aware these motherfuckers are scamming and doing fake giveaways which takes them to a recruitment form and your your child might end up in the system and that could lead to some bad who, who knows what that could fucking lead to just just be aware of what your kids be a fucking parent be aware of what your kids been doing this shit is not cool and honestly i think twitch should take their channels down there's some goofy ass shit i i get it their numbers for those of you unaware like for the military their numbers are down um in terms of recruitment so they're doing anything they're desperate to get some people in fucking uniform and it's like maybe if you made it cool to be in the military again um pr promise them do just do the regular shit promise people a camaro promise them a dollars challenger a hellcat or something and i'm sure niggas will sign up uh like before they just get like a little two thousand dollar bonus and then they might put the down payment on the hellcat or the or the camaro just put just put the camaro in the contract you get it when you sign up for the army i'm pretty sure more brothers will sign up there you go you don't have to scam children into signing up this shit is lame as hell be aware of this shit parents make sure your kids is, you know what your kids is getting into um but yeah that's all i got right there for that one um the latest piece of quick news that i wanted to talk about actually i feel like i need to get a swig of this water i haven't been drinking as much water today mm. <sighs> nothing hits nothing hits like a good just glass of water this guy just killed me. <laughs> this shit out of my face next quick story i wanted to talk about is um youtube is lowering minimum video length for mid-roll ads from 10 to 8 minutes um why does this matter okay let me just give you a quick summary of the article so youtube is making a change to the way that they serve mid-roll ads for those of you unaware a mid-roll ad is an ad there are pre-rolls mid-rolls and then end rolls pre-rolls are ads that play before the ad before the video starts a mid-roll is a is an ad that plays in the um middle of the video and then the end the end at the, the end roll is at the end um my podcast usually has well my podcast always has mid-rolls mid-rolls are the most common forms of ads pre-rolls and mid-rolls um are the most common because i mean as an advertiser that's where you would want your ad to be at the beginning or in the middle of the video um at the beginning because probably you'll get more eyes on it and then in the middle some people argue the middle's better because you might some people might not make it to the middle of the video but those who do make it to the middle are usually more dedicated viewers so they're more inclined to buy something 
So the, the beginning or the middle is usually the best place to place the ad for those of you who are trying to who have a small business and are looking to finally have enough money to start advertising. Always stick to pre-rolls or mid-rolls. Anyways, um, YouTube is making a change to the way it serves mid-rolls. The platform shared an email to creators today in, in a bid to make more videos eligible for mid-rolls and ramp up monetization prospects. Right now, only long, only videos longer than 10 minutes are eligible for mid-rolls, which appears in the mist, blah, 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 blah. Um, as part of this transition, listen, I'm, I'm just going to summarize. I'm not going to read all this shit. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm tired. I'm not in the mood to read this. Let me summarize this. So for those of you unaware, have any, for those of you who watch YouTube, have you ever wondered why your favorite YouTuber loves dropping 10 minute videos, 10 minute, like you ever notice a lot of YouTubers videos are 10 minutes in one second. Exactly. There is a reason why your favorite YouTuber always drops 10 minutes long videos is because on YouTube, when the video is 10 minutes or longer, you're able to add more ad. You're able to control the ads that you put on your videos. If the video is nine minutes or less, no, if the video is nine minutes and 59 seconds or less, um, you could only get a pre-roll on your video. But when it's 10 minutes or longer, you get a pre-roll. And then also when you go into your settings and you look at the video, you can add ads wherever you want. So you can put an ad every two minutes. If the video is 10 minutes, you can put it at the five minute mark. You can put it at the end and you can put as many ads as you want to. That's why some, uh, some YouTubers be having like 20 ads on their fucking 10 minute video and shit. That's scummy as well, by the way. Me personally, the way I've always operated is I, I go by how long the video is. So if it's a if it's a 10 minute video, I'll put an ad at like the five or the six minute mark. And that's it. Like a pre-roll and then a mid-roll just because I feel like that's fair. If if it's like an hour long podcast, I'll do an ad like every 20 minutes. So that's like four ads. I feel like that's fair. Um, but like a lot of your favorite content creators, they be putting like 20 ads in a fucking 10 minute video, bro. And YouTube allows that shit. So that's for those of you unaware, that's why a lot of your favorite YouTubers, it's not because they love making 10 minute videos is because you can make more money when you do it. And, and some people try to hide behind, oh, it's the algorithm. No, no, no. They just want to make more money. Um, the reason I'm bringing this new story up is because YouTube is actually lowering the qualifications for being able to control your ads. So they're dropping it from 10 minutes to now eight minutes. So I'm telling you right now, this article came out July 7, 2020. I'm telling you right now by, I think they're rolling this out now. So by August or September of 2020, do not be surprised if your favorite YouTubers videos all of a sudden start to all be eight minutes long, eight to 10 minutes, because now the video only needs to be eight minutes and you can control how many eight, uh, ads you have on it so they can do less work and they're going to put a shit ton of ads on it. Um, so that that's the reason I brought this article up. Just be aware that YouTube might become a little bit more scummier and annoying. And I get it. YouTube is doing this because they want to appease and get more advertisers. They want to lower the barrier to entry so they can make more money. But, you know, there are a lot of scummy YouTubers out there. And I'm putting this out there that now it only needs to be an eight minute video. Don't be surprised if you see six ads on an eight minute video, because this is what's going to become of the future. It's good and it's bad. Um, it says uh, the effects will go in July 29th. So, yeah, basically August. August, you're going to start seeing everybody's videos become eight minute videos. I swear to God, just be aware of this. Um, if you want a recommendation, use the Brave Web Browser. Brave Web Browser is great. I might as well show this off. People always asking me what fucking web browser I use. Brave.com. Go to Brave.com. If you're listening to the audio version, B-R-A-V-E.com. Brave, like you a brave ass nigga. Uh, <laughs> if you're watching the video version, you have it on the screen right now. This is the web browser that I use. What's great about this web browser is it was designed for privacy and it's also built off Chromium, which is the engine that the um, Google Chrome runs off of. So what that means is this is like a custom version of Google Chrome. 
So meaning you can import your extensions from Google Chrome and they work in this web browser. But what makes this web browser different is this was specifically designed for privacy and blocking ads. Um, so which means this is like the fastest web browser on the internet. It is, I can actually show you my stats right here real quick. When I open a tab right now, for those of you who can't see it because you're not watching the video version at youtube.com slash the black Okage, uh, I have blocked 1.8 million ads, uh, 30,000 HTTPS upgrades, like things trying to inject stuff into your web browser, like Trojans and shit. And I've saved over 1.09 days in speed because the web browser is so much faster. Um, da -da 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 -da. And what's really cool about this web browser is, uh, is, it, is it blocks data, grabbing ads and trackers. It keeps it keeps websites from tracking you so you don't have to worry about your data and shit. Blocks harmful dud. So it speeds up your internet. Um, and then, of course, it also has the private. Uh, you also have a private browser. You right click. And then so if you want to watch porn, you right click on the top and then you go new private window like this and then yeah it's not gonna it's gonna track absolutely nothing um so that's dope um but yeah also too you can whitelist with this thing uh if you click the line button right here you can turn the shields off um and then you can also set go into the settings and certain and set certain uh content creators because like there are content creators that i like and i watch on a regular and i support so i want ads to run on their videos so you just go into the settings of your web browser and you can set uh which which website you want whitelisted if you want ads to play but this thing has built in it's not an extension this shit is built for blocking that bullshit trackers all that injections all that shit so if you want the best web browser in my opinion on the market it's brave and once again what's dope is you can use your chrome extensions you can go into the chrome store and install the ads you're welcome brave.com anyways um so yeah mid rolls the reason I brought up the Brave web browser, because so, like I said, some of your favorite scummy ass YouTubers are about to put 10 ads in their eight minute videos. You might need that Brave web browser to block that shit. Anyways, uh, let's see. Let's move into the next quick bite story I got for you. Oh, so and, Sky Williams oh, got oh, himself oh, in a little bit of oh, trouble. Oh, oh, oh. And well, shout out to Optimus, his YouTube channel. I watched his video like a summary of it. Y'all just fucking heard it. Y'all gonna hear the audio playing. Uh, this is just a summary video I just put up. I just wanted to quickly bring this up. Um, and the, in this week's edition of just because they're good at games doesn't mean they're a good person. Today, unfortunately, we got to throw a black man under the bus. I, I hate throwing a fellow black man under the bus, but Sky Williams, dude. If you didn't hear about this dude, bro, the Twit Longers came out. This dude did a whole like two hour long like panic live stream on Twitch. I guess he got ousted because apparently this dude had like three or four houses that he was renting out to content creators and like he had known runaway miners in the house um fucking he was he was playing favoritism he had like 20 people in a house to like like he had too many people living in a house at once and he was making them all pay rent and the rent was based off of apparently whether or not he liked you so the less he liked you the more you had to pay he got these fucking sexual bro listen all i'm saying is once again Free, free to look. Just watch this video. It's 12 minutes long. He summarizes. I'm not going to go into all of the. Apparently, this dude is a scammer. There's another one right here. There's a video right here. The title of the video is Sky Williams is officially canceled. Um, once again, just because you're good at games does not mean you're a good person. Just wanted to put that out there. Every week, it's a new story coming out. I'm like, yo, this dude was harboring runaway miners and shit. Apparently, this dude is like a whole Twitch stream and he was just panicking, trying to explain shit. They said he owed like five hundred thousand dollars in taxes and all this shit. He's tax evading it. I was like, "Yo, <sighs> I hate to see it, man. I hate to see it, man. Another black man." 
let's end the quick bites on a positive note though actually though hold up if you come through to the stream the twitch.tv slash the black hokage you guys uh you guys know i've been talking about this dude for all week i recently found this dude's channel youtube algorithm recommended it to me uh his name is kevin samuels he is an image consultant i've been watching his content he live streams every day his live streams are like an hour to like three hours and he talks about like a lot of different topics about fragrances you know um style you know how to be a better man but like what really kind of got me hooked on his videos is like he has a lot of topical videos where he talks about dating in the black community and shit and the shit is fucking funny bro he has like uh he, he has crazy women just constantly calling in and they get exposed uh he basically he's basically about self-improvement and stop blaming everything outside sources and start looking at what you can do better to compete on the market the job market as well as the dating market um and like I'm, I'm letting you know right now this dude is not for the faint of heart he is not for the emotional he is a very logical man like if you think i'm an asshole you're probably gonna hate this dude uh but like if you really sit back i think he does have a good message for the most part i'm not saying i agree with everything that he says but i think he has a good message for the most part uh he he, he makes very valid points and he says he's very fucking funny when like some of these crazy ass women that can't get a man call in and he breaks down their nature and then he asks them questions and he finds out things and all their deep-rooted issues and and how they're just trying to blame everybody else he basically he basically this channel proves what i've been talking about on twitch if you come through to my streams about how like society loves to talk about how toxic men can be and they can be that is 100 true there's so much data that that um that that agrees with that statement that women make but in my opinion, women are just as equally toxic as men, just in a different way. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough in society. And it, what his channel does is expose the toxic nature of women. Like he's he's exposed. I've seen him expose uh, chicks that like basically admitted to their, they'll lie, manipulate to get what they want out of a man. Like he has like women calling up that be 45 years old, be uh, don't look that great. They, they'll admit they're a six in the face. They, they they big they they not like that sexy but then they want a high value dude who's making three hundred thousand dollars plus a year a millionaire or whatever it's just it's low-key funny to sit here and listen to some of these women's expectations when they not even the shit themselves like i seen one story where he was talking to this chick and basically uh she him and her were dating for a while then they got married they had kids and she just up and left them because she decided that she was better than him and he asked them she was and basically the dude had lost his job or whatever and he was kind of in between like temp jobs and trying to do better um and, you know he was he was going through like a rough patch and uh he he, he like she just the way when she called and she kept just throwing the dude under the bus or whatever so then he was like all right she's like all right he's like at the end of the day he's like you married this man he's like you did love him at a certain point he's like you came you he's like you came to my show and you called in and all you done is like shit on this dude he's like well, he's like, let me ask you a question. He's like, yeah, he's not doing too great financially right now. But I was like, is he a good father? She was like, yeah, he's a good father. I was like, okay. I was like, does he take care of the house? He's like, does he cook and clean for you while he's in between jobs? And she was like, yeah, he does all that. She's like, okay. So it's like, this is, a, he's like, does he treat you well? She was like, yeah, he does. I was like, okay. So this is a good man that's just going through a rough patch. And he's like, you have to understand when it comes to marriage, you said for, for better or for worse. And right now he's going through something and right now is, is his wife he's like how about you instead of shitting on this man who you just admitted is a good father who cooks cleans takes care of the house and is just looking for a job he's like instead of shitting on this man and trying to create this narrative on my show why don't you give him some praise 
he was like if you ask me it sounds like this man is too good for you he's like who the hell do you think you are to shit on this man he's like it, as his wife he's like it's your job to inspire your man i was like thank you somebody said this shit bro somebody been saying what I, I was like yo women are just as toxic as dudes the gist of why she wanted to leave him and it was some powerful shit because she literally had the epiphany like you could hear it in her voice when she first called in she was so fucking toxic and negative and just so sure that he was gonna agree with her and once he really started asking questions and digging deeper into their relationship and he exposed her you could literally hear it like the the gears going in her head she was like you could hear her thinking like oh my god i've been an i've been a bitch to my husband like i've been an asshole for no fucking reason and he needs me like yo this man could be going through depression he needed me and it was really dope to see because at the end of it she actually agreed with him like she came in mad hostile and just ready to shit on her husband and at the end of it they came to an understanding and it goes to show you that like some of these women they be wanting these high value men that they they but which by the way her only reason for trying to leave her husband is because he was going through a rough patch he admitted he was a good man and just dogged him out for no fucking reason but it, it just goes to show you that um a lot of these women want like these high value men or whatever but like it's like are you even ready to be i heard him say he was like every woman claims they they a queen but then like a lot of y'all are single he's like how are you a queen but you ain't got no king like every woman wants a high value man but are you ready to are you ready to to marry a high value man because that high value man is not going to take your bullshit um people be like these basically these fives and sixes they gassing themselves up they got egos and they, yeah i need to humble yourself so if you like content like that and that's not all that i don't want for the women that listen to me i don't want you to think that's all that he talks about he be dogging out dudes too <laughs> he be saying a lot of shit that i be saying he, he just talks about dating in the in the black experience period um it, it's really it's his shit is really dope i've been i'm not gonna lie i've been binge watching him um when i'm cleaning the kitchen when i'm like uh cleaning the bathroom i put him on the on the chromecast because like i said if you I, if you're if you're watching the video version you can see this video is two hours this one's three hours one hour he starts off like the first hour just talking about the topic that he wants to talk about for that day because he live streams it and then the last hour or two he takes in calls and they debate um and he breaks down people and stuff like that uh i this is kind of the content i've been on like lately like if i'm to watch television or youtube or something for me, the wavelength I've been on lately is I just want to learn different. I want to learn about different people, um, how they think their lifestyles and just trying to gain as much knowledge and perspective as possible. It's dope to hear. I think he said he was 51 in the video that I watched today. It's dope to hear an older black man, an older masculine black man just talk like this. Um, it put women in a place. I love this shit. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> i love this shit bro using that logic so check out his channel his name is kevin samuels right now he has sixty-six thousand subscribers and like i said i've been doing this like the last three or four episodes you guys seem to really fuck with when i shout out other content creators i watch um and i think it's important to give people their flowers while they still awake or awake or alive um so i mean i don't know if he'll ever hear this i'm not really doing this for attention anyway but i think your i think your content is dope i've been fucking with you i've been watching you on the low kevin uh, check out his shit, Kevin Samuels. That's the channel. If you're watching the video version, you'll see the channel up on the uh, on the on the joint. Anyways, uh, all right, let's get into the show now that we got the shout out out the way. And by the way, if you have any suggestions on any YouTube channels you want me to check out, just just tweet them to me at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. I honestly have not been keeping up with the gaming news. <laughs> But lucky for me, I don't need to because I got some games I need to talk about, some reviews, and then I'm going to take some questions from you guys. Um, the first review in which I want to talk about is The Last of Us 2. I beat this game. If you follow me at twitch.tv, 
you know that um i beat this game already so we're gonna get into it and talk about the last of us 2 if you're worried about spoilers this is a spoiler free review it's a spoiler free review i'm not talking about anything like story related other than whether or not i like the story but it's going to be be very vague i'm not going to get into too many details or nothing like that um if you want a spoiler review head on over to the gaming illuminati channel we did a review hold on let me see let me get the title of that video for you uh if you want the spoiler we actually already did a review on the gi channel for those in a way that's my stream team um go to the gaming illuminati channel the title of the video is last of us part two review on gaming illuminati right now it has it dropped three days ago it has 8.2k reviews and it's over an hour long it was like it was me jg ace chaos and anon so it was five of us and we went in depth like it's a spoiler cast full-blown review and then at the end everybody gives their score and then we give the average on what we thought about the last of us too so if you want a spoiler review that's the one but this is going to be a spoiler free review um i'm not gonna lie it was it's really it's it was really so i was coming up with notes for the last of us too and it was really hard to talk about this game without spoiling anything so like um i apologize for all the vagueness but like this is such a story driven game it was hard to talk about it and what's the reason it was hard to talk about it let's just get this straight out of the way did i enjoy this game no do i think it isn't do i think it is as bad as the internet made it out to be all the backlash that i got no i think the truth is in the middle i don't think that naughty dog made a very good game but i also don't really think that this is complete dog shit um so for this one i wrote down one two three four five positives and one two three four five six negatives and i'm not gonna lie like it really took me a while to write down these positives it was these positives are a stretch i'm not gonna lie to you um let, let's get into it all right so first positive for the last of us 2 the game is gorgeous i played this on the ps4 pro uh runs at 30 frames but i never had a hiccup never had a frame drop it runs well the game looks great full of luscious greens uh the chaotic world uh the draw distance um for such a chaotic world it, it looks beautiful naughty dog did do a great job with the visuals as well as the facial animations um and like all the character models that look realistic so like graphically this is definitely one of the best looking games on the ps4 and i think they went out on what they bang in terms of visuals uh now that the ps5 is on the way um so shout out to the the, the fact that the game looks great um the first negative that i have for it which by the way i go back and forth the first negative i have for the last of us 2 is the pacing for this game is absolutely horrific um for a multitude of reasons it's a lot of just walking around just aimlessly running around riding the horse just walking into buildings collecting cans it honestly this game felt like a steam early access um it felt like a steam early access game like a just survival game like i it <sighs> without spoiling too much because god damn this game is so story driven without joel being there the entire game if you catch my drift <laughs> uh and it's just ellie and abby collecting cans the game is just not the same like in the first game watching watching ellie's relationship develop with joel over time because if you remember when ellie and joel were first introduced ellie was kind of like this asshole kid that wasn't trusting of anybody and then by the end of the game they developed this father-daughter relationship and it was very organic and the pacing was great with this game because it's mostly just ellie sneaking around collecting cans not talking to anybody as well as abby the pacing to me that was just ass and it was just 
aimlessly walking around doing nothing half the fucking time the shit was boring for a game for a world full of like zombies and clickers it sure was missing a lot of zombies and clickers in a lot of areas i i, I didn't feel like i was in immediate danger most of the time it felt very calm and that was really weird um and the pacing was also weird too because like the way the story was told one moment you're in the present the next you're in the fucking past the present the past the past again the present and then the past in which it was told it wasn't consistent it wasn't like there was mo one moment you were in the present then you were in the past five years ago it was one moment you were in the present the next year in the past five years ago then then it sent you to two years ago then to one year ago the pacing was just it was just like bro all this fucking back and forth and then on top of that half the game you don't even play as ellie you play as a new character named abby and they'll explain why in the story but like it just the pacing was absolutely horrendous it was just ugh, ugh. um a positive once again this is a stretch a positive i have for the game is there was great voice acting um top tier definitely top tier voice acting um so like i was definitely tuned in for the cutscenes for the most part um i don't know what to say other than it had great voice acting very realistic great vo vocal inflections like i said i'm i am really stretching to get some positives to this game basically the positives are like the production value the production is fucking great it is great on this game um another negative is there weren't a lot of new gameplay mechanics in this game which was very disappointing because we waited seven years for this shit but one new gameplay mechanic is now the characters can jump <laughs> Woo! uh but the reason i put it in the negatives is because the jumping adds absolutely nothing to the gameplay i swear to god when you jump you jump like half i don't know what it is i don't know if they like in the future when the clickers came humans stopped developing calf muscles because that's kind of like where the power to jump comes from in your legs like like nobody has any calf muscles in this game like you can you can barely jump and it creates for some very awkward platforming sections you have to time it absolutely perfect it doesn't it doesn't feel realistic it doesn't feel like the character's weighted or anything it just feels like it's absolutely horrible and i feel like they should have te tested that better um, especially for somebody who loves playing platformings platformers the jumping in this game was absolutely horrible and for that to be one of like two new gameplay mechanics the shit was ass um the next negative that i have the next positive that i have i mean for this game is the new enemy types uh there's some new enemy types the newest one that i the, the, the one that i liked the most that i thought was cool and was pretty challenging to kill i forgot the name of it but like whenever you would go through like buildings there would be a clicker type that was kind of attached to the wall and if you weren't paying attention to the wall, it would jump out at you and it would run all over the place. Um, and combine that with the other clicker types and it created this, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? This uh, tension that you, and this, this, this need for more strategy because they could pop out at any time. So I thought those were pretty cool. And of course you had the big fat farting ones that were really annoying. They would fuck you up really quick. So it was cool to see like some new enemy types, nothing like mind blowing, but it was something new and it forced you to change up the strategy when it came, kind of came to the shooting. Um, another negative, the story. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it fucking, it wasn't good. Um, honestly, I really want to spoil the ending. Like, I guess the ending goes into it with the story. The ending and the story just weren't good for me. Listen, the best way I can tell you why this, this, please go watch the spoiler review on the GI channel. The best way I can tell you the story was not good to me, in my opinion, without spoiling is... The Last of Us 2 is an example of what happened when greed when greed meets creativity. I was I was always one of the people who said at the end of The Last of Us 1 that the la the ending to The Last of Us 1 was a great ending. Uh it was very human, it was very selfish, it was unexpected. It wasn't this crazy save the world story like we always get. 
um and i felt like they should have left it that way they should have left it that way but this is what happens when corporate greed and and demand from the fans because the fans think they know everything meets creativity they should have left the story alone instead they took that and they ran with it and they were forced to create something and it just turned out bad in my opinion it turned out bad like i can give you the moral of the story but then it's like uh, listen man uh, the story wasn't good it wasn't good i will say most people a lot of people didn't like the story for like different reasons i just didn't like it because i wasn't entertained um it was very predictable uh a lot of people didn't like the new character abby half the game you halfway through the game you switch from ellie to abby and you start playing through her story um and uh i i liked abby sections more i thought they were more action-packed um but as far as the story as a whole it wasn't good and it was very predictable in my opinion and anybody who couldn't anybody who i don't know like don't <laughs> this dude wrote me this whole message on twitter this whole Yo, it, it was a novel, dog, about how I didn't understand it. And I seen comments in the YouTube section too of our of our GRE with people saying that I don't understand the the depths. This shit is not that deep. I, without even spoiling what happens in the story, the moral of the story is revenge is bad. Chaos creates chaos. Ooh, like <laughs> people like I swear, people who love The Last of Us Two are like fucking Rick and Morty fans. Like they they just swear it's the deepest thing on earth. Revenge is bad. No fucking shit. That's what I. That's why, I, man. Fuck that shit. It's, anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, let's get to a positive because like I said, I don't want long. Uh, the kills were satisfying. This is another stretch. Um, when you got into gunfights, took me a second to readjust to the the gunplay mechanics in this because it's very sway. You can upgrade the weapons and they 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 sway a little bit less. There's a recoil a little bit less. It, it, I get I get they were going for like a realistic thing. Once you get the hang of it. When you get kills, they are satisfying. I'll give the game that much. Popping a popping a clicker's head off or a human's head off and it just splatting all over the place. It was cool. It was cool. Shooting them in the chest and falling oh, over. It was cool. It was cool. Or, or the shotgun blast and just blast, blasting their whole body away. It is satisfying to get kills in this game. Um, definitely. Um, the next leg negative that I have for it is this game is entirely too long. In my opinion, in my opinion, you know, I normally I do not give like numbers on reviews um normally i say for those of you who are new to my reviews i say either uh buy or wait wait till the price drops or skip it uh for this game if i had to score it the maximum score i could give this game was a 7 out of 10 eh. but one of the reasons i had to drop the fucking score was the game was too long this game could have been like a 6 or a 7 if they would have cut it's so much fat in this game just walking around aimlessly doing nothing collecting cans there's no clickers to shoot nothing's going on in the story the notes in the world most of them were boring it was just nothing to do in this game and it, it just padded it with it being an open world and i hate games i like the fact that the first one was more linear i hate the fact that every game is trying to be open world developers stop making open worlds if you're not going to fill it up with interesting things to do um, and because of that, it made the game long. On average, most people are reporting that it took them like 30 hours to beat the game. It took me like that long to beat the game because uh, I was exploring and stuff like that. If this game was like 12 to 15 hours, it would have been much better if they would have just cut the fucking fat out. Get that shit out of here. Um, next positive, last but not least, the stealth is decent. I like to play stealthy. They added this new mechanic. Well, not a new mechanic, but there's now new tall elephant gr grass in the game. Um... 
you know, with the world being in an apocalypse, nobody's mowing the lawn anymore. So the grass is tall as hell. So now Ellie and Abby can crawl around in tall elephant grass. It kind of reminded me of like SOCOM US Navy SEALs and uh, the grass sways and stuff. And I had like these nice graphics. and It was really dope to see. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so like for those of you wondering what's new in terms of gameplay mechanics, honestly, the fact that you can jump, which is not good. And there's tall grass. That's that's basically what we waited seven years for. Anyways, the next negative that I have is the AI isn't the best. Uh, your partner, good luck. Sometimes they're helpful, sometimes they're not. You know how that goes. There'll be an enemy right in front of their face and you guys will be in a shootout. There could be an enemy to my right, right? There's literally a clip of me when I'm playing with Dina. I was shooting the enemy to the right. Dina's to my left and there's an enemy coming from the left right in front of Dina's face. Dina is shooting to the person to the right and I'm like, Dina, what the fuck are you doing? So the AI is dumb as hell. They'll run out to the enemy. Just give your location away. It, it wasn't always bad, but it's hit or miss is what I'm saying. And last but not least, the other negative that I have for the game is the cover system was not good. Uh, in order to get the camera to flip when you're in cover, you had to look. You have to look left in order to make it go left. It would have been nice to just hit a button and being able to go over your shoulder. You can do that when you're aiming down a sight, but like the, the, the cover system was not good. It was annoying. It was annoying. This game overall was not good in my opinion. In my opinion... I would put this in the same bracket as Kingdom Hearts 3. It's not a terrible game. Do not listen to the internet. It's not like the 2 out of 10 that a lot of people are saying. But also don't listen to the internet once again. Fucking, it's not a 10 out of 10 like IGN and GameSpot were saying. It's because a lot of the major publications were giving it a 10 out of 10. In my opinion, the truth is in the middle. It's not complete dog shit, but it's not a masterpiece in my opinion. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, this game is too long. There's literally nothing innovative about the gameplay. You're literally playing this for the story and the story wasn't good in my opinion. It was eh. Um, so in my opinion, like I said, I put this in the same bracket as Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, it's the game is a disappointment. They should have left this game the fuck alone. It's like this is what we got after a seven-year wait. And for those of you wondering about, because like a lot of people were complaining about SJW stuff and none of that i didn't get mad at none of that shit i didn't care about none of that stuff i don't care what happens to any of the characters none of it bothered me because logically speaking a lot of things were supposed to happen if anything in my opinion the reason this game is bad because it's just not a good game it's not fun to play this game was not fun to play for me it was very disappointing that we waited almost eight years we waited almost y'all be forgetting the last of us one was a ps3 game we waited almost 10 years to play the same exact game Minus one of our favorite characters, no new mechanics, the introduction of a new character that's not particularly interesting. I didn't hate her, Abby, but she wasn't particularly interesting. Her biceps were and her triceps, they're really big. Um, and, and, and a fake deep story about why revenge is bad. Yeah, yeah, this game shouldn't, in my opinion, this game shouldn't exist. So what's my recommendation? I have two recommendations for The Last of Us 2. In my opinion, if you if you enjoyed The Last of Us 1 and you're interested in The Last of Us 2, I would advise you to wait till the price drops to play The Last of Us 2. Just avoid the spoilers. Don't watch any YouTube videos. Wait till the price drops. Get it when it's like 30 bucks and then play The Last of Us 2. If you were never interested in The Last of Us 1 and you were never interested in The Last of Us 2, don't believe the hype. Don't even play the game. Don't even bother. Don't even bother. Play the first one if you want. Uh, but don't bother with this game. So like I said, if you have if you, there was interest there already, I would say wait till the price drops. If you never had interest in The Last of Us 2, just skip the game altogether. Um, this game was actually, it hurt my soul to play this shit. I literally couldn't believe what I played. Um, but it's not as bad as other people saying it's not as good. The truth is in the middle, in my opinion. So those are my thoughts on The Last of Us 2. Hopefully it helped. If it did, 
on the video version if you watch it hit the like button you know back when i was a kid the internet was still a luxury so not everyone had access to it and without access to unlimited knowledge meant that you had to have some type of masculine male figure in your life to guide you in the right direction I was one of those people who wished that a man sat him down and taught him the differences in cologne instead of having to rely on the locker room talk amongst the boys in high school. I wish I had someone like today's sponsor, Hawthorne. Hawthorne is the premier hygiene brand for men. Their entire identity is built around the idea of high quality products and ease of access. No need to aimlessly walk up and down the aisle of the store anymore wondering what's best for you. Just fill out Hawthorne's too many quiz and they'll recommend the best products for your body type. They have all different types of products from lotions to cologne, shampoos, deodorants, and more. And the best part is it's literally impossible to mess up your outfit because each cologne comes in a set of two with one being labeled for work and the other one for play but just in case cologne isn't your thing know that i love the shampoo and the hair conditioner Ooh, the hair conditioner has been a game changer for me every time i leave the shower my hair feels soft and supple and clean but just in case you're not a big fan of their products upon receiving your order just know that hawthorne is a risk-free investment Hawthorne provides free shipping and free returns to all its customers. And since Hawthorne is a sponsor of the show, be sure to head on over to Hawthorne.co and that's Hawthorne with an E and use promo code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off of your first purchase at Hawthorne.co. Man, 2020 has been rough. Everyone is indoors social distancing and they're looking for new ways to keep their sanity. Netflix and chill was cool at first during quarantine, but now I know many of you have spent your time trying to learn new skills. I noticed because a lot of y'all come through to my Twitch streams asking me questions about video editing tutorials. You could try those voiceless notepad tutorials on YouTube, but what do you do if you're ready to graduate to something a little bit more high quality? I suggest today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative, curious people. Explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. Look, recently I took a course called Video Editing, Transforming Footage into Evocative Travel Stories by Oliver Astralago. A course like this is important to me because in my opinion, editing is all about storytelling. The easy part is learning what each tool does and whatever video editor you choose to use. The hard part is the creative side trying to figure out how to structure the timeline video editing like it's it's like a set of tools you know and just because you have the tools doesn't mean you're a handyman i've been editing for over 15 years but i'm always looking for new techniques to improve my workflow i think what's dope about skillshare is skillshare has classes to fit your schedule and any skill level and members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects from a community of millions and since they're a sponsor of the show you can explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash okage that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free get started today join today by heading on over to skillshare.com slash hokage that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com slash hokage and uh we're gonna move on to the next review that i got for you oh boy i had to get a swig of that water drink more water man drink more water um what else do i got on my notes okay spongebob i beat another game i beat another game twitch.tv make sure to follow me twitch.tv slash the black okage i played spongebob battle for bikini bottom rehydrated for those of you unaware this is a remaster of a ps2 game let's see when did that come out spongebob battle for bikini it came out in the early 2000s on the ps2 and the gamecube uh see gamecube when did the original one come out i don't know the original one came out in 2003 
So SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom originally came out on the PS2, GameCube, Xbox, Game Boy Advance, and PC October 7th, 2003. A lot of people view this as a cult classic. Um, I never played it when I was a kid. This came out when I was 13. I didn't have any money, so there was there was a limit on terms of what games I was playing. I think I was playing Smash Bros. back then a lot. Smash Bros. Uh, so a lot of people were asking me. Uh, somebody donated me for those who are wondering why I played it. Somebody donated for me to play this game because people know that I love platformers, but I never got to play this one. Uh, and here are my thoughts on the SpongeBob uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Um, so I have one, two, three, four positives and three negatives. The first positive is there are multiple playable characters, which is really dope. So in this game, you get to play as SpongeBob, who has his own moveset, Sandy Cheeks. She has her own moveset and then Patrick has their own movesets and you have to change in between the different characters uh, in order to solve different problems. Only SpongeBob can do certain things. Only only um, Sandy is basically Spider-Man. <laughs> and then, you know, Patrick is the muscle. So he solves only certain characters can solve certain uh, puzzles or they can solve or uh, certain platforming issues or whatever. Um, and you have to use like this, this. There's a bus stop all throughout each level and you have to go to the bus stop to switch characters. Um, so basically there's backtracking in the game. Only certain characters can do certain things to get the spatulas. In this game, you collect golden spatulas, which are basically stars like in Super Mario 64. Typical platformer stuff from the early 2000s, 90s. Um, my only knock on the multiple characters thing is like you had to go to the bus stop to switch characters. You couldn't just hit the pause button to switch characters. Like that would have been a nice quality of life change because the bus stops are sprinkled throughout the levels and these levels are really big. So a lot of times the bus stops are really hard to find and that shit was annoying. Uh, it, it felt like the game was padded. I know I watched, um, it was either an IGN or GameSpot review and I feel like that's what they had trouble articulating. There are certain games and there are certain things in the game that just didn't age well this is a remaster in the sense that they just kind of remastered the graphics but the game itself at its core is still the same exact game it's not a remake like final fantasy 7 where they improve certain mechanics and quality of life changes um ne first negative was the voice acting uh spongebob was cool gary was cool he just says meow uh patrick was cool sandy was cool but mr krabs but i remember mermaid man and barnacle boy there's certain characters that weren't that are not voiced by the original characters in this game and it just makes for a really weird situation because certain characters are voiced by the original characters it just doesn't sound right it doesn't sound right like it's not it's not a deal breaker but it it, it is something that you'll notice like oh that's that's not mr krabs it's kind of weird mr krabs, mr. Krabs, mr. Krabs. It's, it's just kind of weird um next positive is the simple mechanics this is a this is an early 2000s 90s style platformer through and through and depending on who you are you're either gonna like or love it i like games like that this is all about running around exploring the environment uh collecting spatulas golden stars pretty much jumping on shit jumping on goombas and shit basically um solving puzzles there's puzzles all throughout uh it's, it's one of those games it's easy to pick up and there's like there, there are a few challenging puzzles in there surprisingly for a kid's game um but i like the fact that it's simple mechanics um there's beauty and simplicity i think this is one of those games where it's like if you just want to shut off your brain jump around have some fun collect some things and explore a beautiful world this game will be for you um it's not this is not oscar bait like the last of us 2 this is not designed to uh tap into your emotions it's just fun you had a long day at work come home sit down jump around and collect stuff it's a collectathon like Mar uh, donkey kong 64 um negative like i said earlier uh pretty much no quality of life updates this is a remaster i like to reiterate that they improved the visuals they did not improve the gameplay so there are certain things that you're going to have to readjust to 
uh, when it comes to the gameplay, it plays like a old game. Like another example I can give of how they could improve the quality of life changes is like there's no sense of direction in this game to the point where I was like, yo, when I was younger, was I smarter? Like, how did I beat these games? And then you think about it and it's like when you were younger, it was easier for you to adapt to those type of situations because that was the norm back then. Game development has has improved over time and we've come we become used to those improvements. So then when we go back and play games like this, like it, it can be a little bit uh, difficult of an adjustment. But I'm just letting you know, if you never played a game from the early 2000s, the 90s, uh, there was no this is a kid's game, but it does not hold your game. Hold your hand. There's no sense of direction. There, there's a hub world, which is bikini bottom. And once you collect enough spatulas, you can go to another world, which goes to another bigger hub world. And you basically just aimlessly running around looking for objectives and collecting spatulas. And uh, for the most part, you'll run into the spat, uh, spatulas that you need. But then there are some other ones that are very frustrating. There were objectives that I never found at the end of the game. And like that was a little frustrating to just aimlessly run around, especially when you're live streaming and you're trying to entertain at the same time. That was frustrating to... I couldn't find the objectives that I was looking for. It would have been nice to have an objective marker or something like that. Um, some people will say that it was easier, but just know that there are no quality of life changes here. It's it's the same old game, just with better graphics. Um, and then the last positive I have for this game is it's cheap. Um, and that's 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 kind of what circumvents the quality of life changes for me. They're not charging as good as this game looks. They're not charging sixty dollars for it. It's a thirty dollar game. It's available on all the major platforms steam ps4 xbox all that shit i played it on pc the game is very optimized by the way that's a i forgot to put that on my notes we can put that as a fifth positive this game is actually very optimized i played the pc version had no problems smooth 60 fps the game looked gorgeous it runs great um but going back to the fourth positive is it's cheap it's only 30 dollars. so if you don't feel like spending 60 dollars and you just want to play a fun platformer to let loose i i i gotta get that i wish more games i listen going into the next generation we need more beer b tier games this is not a triple a game this is a b tier game and there's nothing wrong with that i feel like the way the games market is nowadays is we have triple a games and then everything else like shitty indie games there needs to be more b tier games that are 30 40 i'm not mad at it um earth defense force is one of those games from like the 360 era that i used to love and that was a b tier game um cheap fun anyways last uh negative is the, the, the story is pointless but i mean it's a kid's game so i mean that's me nitpicking um, the story is completely pointless without even spoiling it. Uh, something something bad happens. And once again, Plankton did it. And at the end, they just forgive Plankton. Like, I'm, yeah, I spoiled it. <laughs> it's an old ass game. It's an old ass game. And nobody's going to play this game for the fucking story anyway. Fucking they forgive Plankton. And I'm not going to lie. I said that I was like, what was the point of all that? They, they just got to forgive him. It was like, you're very bad, Plankton. But all in all, I had fun with it. It was frustrating. Now, this goes to the reason I played this game is because somebody donated it. And like everybody in my Twitch chat was saying that this game is a classic, classic, classic. As somebody who grew up on Mario, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, fucking, um, you know, the classic Super Mario 3, the classic platformers, man. Super Mario Sunshine. I'm a platformer head. A lot of people said that I should play this game because it was a classic. In my opinion, this is not a classic platformer. And I'm judging it for what it is, not what versus what I wanted it to be. Because like I said, there needed to be some quality. This is not a classic platformer. In my opinion, this game was mid. And when I say mid, I feel like when people say mid, that's an insult. I'm not saying it as an insult. I definitely had fun playing this game. But if we're being real, half the levels I enjoyed and the other half kind of just frustrated me. Um... So it's not as good. I don't think it's a classic in my opinion. I think this is a middle of the road, just a decent 
licensed platformer um and if you want to take it back to that era pick it up so my final recommendation is um if you have interest in the game pick it up am i saying you definitively have to buy this no but it's hard for me not to recommend this game because i did enjoy it for the most part and it's only 30 dollars. so i i say go for it pick it up if you want a fun platformer go for it uh just know that, like i said this is not a remake this is a remaster they just improved the visuals but there are some old mechanics in this game that definitely show its age um and those are my thoughts on spongebob battle for bikini bottom rehydrated thank you i sound like plankton's robot i need another swig of this water then we're gonna get into the questions okay follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real for those of you unaware before i record every show i put out a tweet and i say i'm working on show notes if you have any topics or questions that you want answered please reply to this tweet and these are where these questions come from so follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real before we get into the questions just know i like to give my disclaimer these questions were people these questions come from people who watch me and this is me trying to answer my questions to, trying to answer these questions to the best of my ability my word is not law you don't have to listen to me you can do whatever the fuck you want with this information but understand that i don't think i'm i don't view myself as some guru and you have to absolutely listen to me this is just people asking me questions and me trying to answer them to the best of my ability all right first question comes from ultimate toro and he says do you feel the 70 dollars price tag for upcoming next gen games is justified i personally don't believe don't believe so due to the AAA market spending tons of money on pursuit of loot boxes and subscription services when the environment just before the ps3 era was stable i'd also argue that games going into 60 fps shouldn't be a major cost factor since there are games on the gamecube that ran at 60 fps smash bros etc and the pandemic has slowed down a ton of business in general but regardless i want to hear your take so for those of you unaware the first game to announce that they're going to be charging 70 dollars next gen ironically is uh, nba 2k21 they announced that the base model for their next gen ps5 2k21 will cost 70 dollars. so that's what he's talking about he personally does not believe this is something we've been talking about on stream we talked about it on the gi podcast so i'll put it on wax here since you guys don't listen to the gi podcast i hate that i'm doing this because rarely you'll hear me defend them but you guys are lucky that we haven't been paying 70 dollars for games all along um, do I think, do I want, if you're asking me, do I want games to cost more? Absolutely. No, 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 no. But do I understand why companies are probably going to start charging $70 for games? Yes. The reality is like, you're just viewing it from your standpoint, the consumer standpoint, you're not viewing it from the business standpoint. And you're, you're also throwing loot boxes and subscription services in there. So let me, let me break it down for you. So the average game I read the average AAA game takes a hundred, costs $150 million to make. That's just to make it. That's not including creating the disc and shipping the product out, marketing. Um, that's just to make the game. And that's the average AAA game. And the average AAA game don't even sell a million copies. So it's like you guys want these high quality games, but then you're not even buying them. That's the that's the reality of the thing. Like, and that's kind of one of the things I'd be getting frustrated about. Like people be asking me to make certain types of videos and I make them and they don't even consume them. Um, so people are demanding AAA games, but then they're not even buying those AAA games. And that's just the average. I know Destiny took like 500 million to make Destiny 1, and that didn't even include marketing. I'm pretty sure they made their money back because that's a really popular game, but you get the point. Um, games are very expensive to make. I hate to break it to you. They're very expensive to make, and we've been lucky enough to get away with the $60 price tag. Also, 
I'm old enough to remember back when there was no price structure. It used to be that it, it was based off whatever the cartridge took to make. Um, there were games, go, go, Google game cartridge prices like Toys R Us, Google like old Toys R Us, um, what are those things called? Like not pamphlets, but like sales papers or whatever. Like you'll see that games cartridges used to be like $50. They used to be $70. They used to be $100. Some used to be 60. There used to be no set price in the 90s. In the early 2000s, they did, they did, did a set price of $50. And then once the PS3 and Xbox era, Xbox 360 era came, they jumped the price to $60. And the reason they jumped the price from 50 to $60 is because game production costs more. See, like you bring, you bring, your counter argument is GameCube games ran at 60 FPS. That's true. But GameCube games also ran at an aspect ratio of four to three. Yeah, the aspect ratio now is, uh, was it nine to 16? And these games are running at 1080p, 60 FPS, 4K, 60 FPS. Like you're, you're comparing a game from 20 years ago to a game now. Visuals have gradually, not gradually, they have drastically improved. Graphics and textures have, you're just talking about frame rate. It costs a lot of money to create these high quality textures, these realistic worlds, and then optimize it at 60 FPS or higher. So that's not a fair comparison to compare old GameCube graphics just because they ran at 60 FPS. It's easier to run at a higher frame rate when the graphics are not as good. Um, and that's something you demand. So it goes back to the consumers. Now, as far as the loot box and the subscription services, um the loot boxes and the subscription stuff came into play because the reality is game development does cost a lot of money so i think that this generation that came into play a lot because these companies are bleeding cash uh and the 60 dollars is not making it up it, the 60 dollars is not making them the money that they need like i feel like people take people take um activision and they take um ea and they make that the norm Yes, Activision and EA are killing it on microtransactions in their, in their game sales. The reality is every other company is not. Like for those of you unaware, Ubisoft has been under hostile takeover for like the past five years. A lot of your favorite game companies are not making the money that you, that, that you think. And just because Activision and EA are does not mean that everybody else is. That's the reality of the thing. So a lot of these companies started in, uh, implementing loot boxes and subscription services because $60 wasn't enough. And if we're also being real at us as consumers we become entitled and assholes i'm not talking about myself but like i've been saying this for years some of y'all will some of y'all will say 60 dollars is too much for a single player game uh they'll be like oh it'll be an rpg that's 50 30 to 50 hours long 60 dollars that's too much money what i'm sorry but if your game is like i don't know at least 8 to 15 hours 10 to 15 hours and it was good, good story, good game. I feel like the quality of the game matters, not just the length. People put too much um, emphasis on the lit, on the length. Motherfuckers will play a 50-hour game, say $60 is too much. Then they want free DLC. We become spoiled. Like, it really breaks my heart that I'm kind of defending these companies. But, like, game development costs a lot. Your arguments are not fair. Graphics have grabbed. They have drastically improved. Um, and it costs money to make these things these 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 high graphic games these are like these are teams of studios with like hundreds of men in it they got to pay them off too a lot of your favorite game developers they don't even make a lot of money i think i, I think i read somewhere the average game developer makes like 70 to eighty thousand dollars a year that ain't enough to feed a family that's enough to live on your own but that ain't enough to, to feed a family like come on y'all y'all just gonna have to accept if anything if anything what i want you guys to take out of this conversation is yes there's there's a chance that games 
And for, just for clarification, only 2K21 has been confirmed to be $70. There's no guarantee that this will become a trend. But if it does become a trend and the new price is $70 for games, if anything you should take from this conversation is just accept that game development is expensive. These games are going to be $70 and you should vote with your wallet. Don't buy. You're just going to have to accept the fact that you can't buy every game day one. If anything, I honestly don't see the big deal because most of y'all don't buy games day one. Y'all wait a month or two and then the price. You, do you know why most games come out $60 and then like two months later, it's $30? Because earlier, remember when I said most games cost $150 million to make, but most games can't even sell a million discs. So then they have to drop the price and they go, most games go on sale. So yeah, you won't be able to buy every game day one, but then a month or two, it's going to be on sale because most of y'all are not going to buy the game day one. That's the reaction. So I don't even understand what's the big deal about it. Just vote with your wallet. The only thing I'm worried about with this is if they hike up the price tag to $70, uh, they still do lazy shit uh, because there are studios out here that are just lazy, releasing shitty games like 2K and then want to patch it later, but you want to charge $70. So if anything, I will say, don't let these companies take advantage of you. If, they, if you see reviews and they're releasing broken games at $70, vote with your wallet. It's more expensive. Vote with your wallet. Don't buy that shit. Wait till the price drops and then pick it up if you're interested. So do I do? That's what I think. I don't agree with the. Uh, you got to understand the business things. At the end of the day, this is a business. It's not just entertainment. We can't, we can't just do it for the art. People got families. Anyways, hopefully that helped. Um, the next topic that I got comes from Adrian. And he says, do you have any tips for any new content creators? I'm just starting out on Twitch and YouTube. And what were some things that helped you cultivate a community and grow while streaming games and things you actually really enjoy? Yeah, I got a tip for you. My tip for you is, and please don't take this as me coming to, coming at you. Like, I'm not mad. I, I want y'all to understand something. I'm tired of these fucking questions. Like, I'm not talking about content creator questions. If you want to ask me a question about creating content, get very specific about what you're looking for, what advice you're looking for. Like something about specifically about networking or how to get free games or something like that. You see what I'm saying? Or how to structure a review um, or a podcast. What do you do on your podcast? Like very, ask me very specific questions questions so that i can help you i'm personally tired every every podcast i i say i'm working on podcast notes what are your questions and there's always a ton of people asking me this same fucking question tips for any new content creators i got a tip for you start paying attention you don't want to be a content creator if you ain't paying attention listen if you want to be a doctor you got to go to school you want to be an engineer you got to go to school you want to be an electrician or a plumber you got to take an apprenticeship and learn under some you need to start paying attention to you gotta, I was talking about this on stream the other day. You gotta learn to dress for the job. If you wanna be a businessman, start dressing like a businessman so people take you seriously. If you wanna be a content creator, you need to start studying content creators. That is one thing specifically that I notice a lot about um, content creators. Y'all don't, y'all just get into it because you see other people having fun and making money and you be like, oh, I'm just gonna buy an Elgato and have fun and make money. No, you need to study the greats. You need to study what they're doing. Like, I hate the break. I'm personally tired of this very generic question because. It means you're not paying attention. You're just talking. I literally did. What, what episode are we on? Let's see. Hokage thoughts. Hokage thoughts. Let's see. The Hokage thoughts on Apple Podcasts. This will be episode 38 when it goes up. So right now at this moment, there are 37 episodes. There are 37 episodes in my archive that you can watch right now. Literally where I answer the same fucking question that you just asked me. And like it low key, it's irritating to get these questions from other quote unquote who want to be content creators 
the shit's right in your fucking face. And this is not just for me. I can literally go on. I'm going to go on YouTube right now. Tips for new streamers. 2020. Boom. Look at all these fucking videos you can watch. If you're watching the YouTube.com slash the black. There's so much. You know, the crazy part is that pisses me off, too. It's like when I came in the game 12 years ago, none of this shit fucking existed. None of this shit. There's literally videos you can watch step by step on how to set up your stream, how to how where to get graphics from, how to do X, Y, and Z. None of this shit existed. I had to go on a forum and go three, four pages into a forum to find out what the fuck a hop hog HD PVR is. And for those of you unaware, that's what we used to use back in the day before the Elgato. And before the hop hog HD PVR, it was the Dazzle. That's how you used to record gameplay. And like this information was like hidden when I first came in the fucking game. But look at this. I can literally just keep scrolling tips days for days of information from content creators who are white, black, Asian, Hispanic, all different types of perspectives who have different types of specialties. I literally have 37 episodes where I talk about what is what things you can do to improve as a content creator. And y'all come to my page and you ask me, can you give me tips on how to grow? such a so like i don't get it twisted like i get excited when someone asks me a very specific question like somebody asked me one episode what do you do to go about what do you do to how do you get free games for like reviews and streaming and i literally broke down and i i shared my template the email that i send companies how do you find the companies if you don't even want to look for companies there's literally websites that you can log in with your twitch and youtube account they look at your stats and they'll just send you keys automatically I literally break down this information from point A to point B because I know a lot of people get frustrated with people like Gary V. Like, shout out to Gary V. I fuck with some of his content, but I understand why people get frustrated with people like him because people like Gary V and other people, they'll just be like, you got to grind very hard. You got to grind. No shit, you got to fucking grind very hard. I'm literally giving you step by step. Step one, step two, step three, step four. And you niggas come on my page and you ask me stupid generic questions like, I'm sorry, some of y'all need to hear this shit, bruh. You don't want it. You don't fucking want it. Any tips for new content creators? I'm just starting out on Twitch. Yeah, Google, nigga, Google. Google. In 2020 and beyond, being ignorant is a choice. And don't you ever forget that. Being ignorant is a choice. You got literally the power of the world in your hand, in your palm with your cell phone. On the video version right here. I got my damn podcast notes up and shit. You got the, like... You can literally do anything with your phone. You can you can you can get pussy off your phone with Tinder. And I, honestly, that's what most of y'all be doing with y'all phone. Get off of Tinder, get off of Bumble, and get on Google. And seek what you want. You'll find the question is: do you have the patience and time to learn all this stuff? This stuff didn't happen overnight. Like I said in a previous podcast, it took me 12 years to get it took me 12 years, and I just started making money in the last maybe two years. I just started making some real money in the last two years. It took me 12 years. Why can't I take you? So please don't take that as like an insult. I'm talking to everybody in general because I'm really tired of getting this question. Do you have any tips for like a new con? There's no secret formula that I can give you to where you're going to blow up overnight. There's not like some secret thing I did. There's no secret Illuminati where we sit in the discord and come up with game plans like Oh, if you just upload this video at 8 p.m., you'll get a million. No, that's not how it works. You have to experiment. You have to watch other content creators, study them, watch tips and tricks videos. This stuff, all this information is ready available. The question is, when are you going to absorb it? Next question. 
it comes from Coda. And he says, what suggestion would you have for an artist to be more business savvy? Remember you're saying, I remember you saying that some artists you work with were unprofessional. I want to avoid that. Uh, understand that like, if you want to draw for fun and just upload it to Instagram and Twitter and, and DeviantArt, go for it. The moment you start, the moment you start taking commissions, you need to look at yourself as, as a business. Um, and this is something that like, if I could be transparent, this is something that I suffered from as a content creator. Um, when I quit my job, like the first couple of years, like it, it's, it's different going to work, doing a nine to five and then doing YouTube on the side. And then one day waking up and like, you don't have to go to work. And like, now this is your job. It took me a while to be able to realize that this shit is a job. And like, I need to get up. There's days where I'm not in the mood to fucking stream and talk to people. And I still get up. Let me just do an hour or two. Let me just do an hour or two. Let me do something. You have to treat it like a job. The moment you open up your artwork for commit and the moment I started cheat treating it like a job, I started doing better for myself. I know people on YouTube like to shit on me for, but for those of you unaware, once again, not to toot my own horn, but I'm killing it over there on Twitch. Just cause you ain't paying attention. Doesn't mean I'm not killing it. I don't give a fuck about YouTube. I just upload over here because I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. I will be on the front page tonight on Twitch with 10,000 plus people watching me play Ghost of Tsushima. But you niggas in the YouTube comments section talk shit. You can hold my fucking dick. I have two podcasts on the top of the charts in the pod in two different categories. You can hold my dick. Anyways, that's beside the point. The, the point I was trying to make anyway is the moment you start taking stuff seriously, people start taking you seriously. Dress for the job. So when you start taking commissions, the best piece of advice I can give you as an artist, because I'm not an artist myself, but I can draw a little bit, but not as good as you probably. Um, understand that take take on what you can. Start off small. Just take on take on one, two, three projects, get those done, and then rush them out. From what I, from my understanding, a lot of artists will take on like 20, 30 projects at once and then they'll just fucking collapse. Um, understand that once you become a business, people who are paying you don't give a fuck about your feelings. They don't give a fuck about your, your day. They're paying you good money. You are a business, so act like one. If you feel like that you can't take on that work, don't do it. Just take on one, two, three, four, five projects. Get those done. Roll those out. Let's say you take on three projects at once, right? You got two of them done, so you only got one more left. Then open up your commissions and start taking some more. You see what I'm saying? Work with what you got, and then if you feel like you can handle three at a time, maybe up it to four. Ease into it ease into it don't overwhelm yourself I, that's a common theme that i see with uh with artists they overwhelm themselves so understand that it's a business and treat it like a business um that's the only advice i can give you because i'm not an artist myself but i i will tell you the moment i started taking myself like when i quit my job i was still treating youtube and twitch like it was a side hustle once i realized that i was being lazy and i had like that self-awareness and i started treating it like a job even if my job is to entertain and inform people once I started treating it like a job, I started doing better for myself. So to the guy up there that was asking me earlier, do I have any tips for any new content creators? There you go. If you treat it like a job, people will take you more seriously. Although, eh, I don't know if that's a good tip for newcomers. That's more for more. That's a tip for seasoned veterans. That's that's a tip for seasoned. When you're new to the game, you should be worried about it, whether or not your content is good. Anyways, next question. Hopefully that helped. Golden Don asks, what's the process of like of getting everything registered and trademarked for gaming illuminati all right so i own an llc he wants to know how to register your business or trademark shit i think i talked about this on a previous podcast honestly i can't remember so i was like i'm just gonna repeat myself because that's what y'all love to hear me do uh let's see <laughs> uh i use the website it's actually very easy so if you want to register an llc or a trademark you can go to your local government office and fill out paperwork which is cheaper but if you want to do the lazy shit like me there's a website 
LegalZoom.com if you're watching the audio version. I repeat, LegalZoom.com. That's L-E-G-A-L-Z-O-O-M.com. One word. Um, and there's your service. You go here and you literally can file for a limited. You just fill out the paperwork and it's like a $300 fee. And then after that, it's like $300 a year. There, you own your own business. The reason you want to own an LLC is it protects you. It separates your brand from you. So let's say this someone, Laura. oh my fucking God, this get this shit out of here. Uh, so the reason you want an LLC is, is it stands for limit, limited liability company. Uh, let's say you're, let's say you're a small business owner, like, um, it, it protects you, right? So let's say you do something bad or something bad happens. Let's say you own a tattoo shop, right? And you should, you should form an LLC because when you do your tattoos, let's say someone gets infected by accident. Like you, you didn't purposely do it, but the tattoo, they get infected and they blame you and they, they want to sue you. They would have to sue your tattoo shop if you have an LLC. If you don't own an LLC, they can sue you personally, and then you would lose all your... Basically, it protects you from losing your house. Like, you might lose your tattoo shop if you have an LLC, but you won't lose your house. You see what I'm saying? It separates you from the brand. So that's why that's that's why you want to do that. And it's very easy. You just go to LegalZoom.com. You fill out the paperwork. You pay the $300 fee, and boom, they're going to send you some paperwork. You're officially a registered business with your state. Um, it's, they, they also do trademarks here, too. You can do trademarks, copyright copyright registration trade same thing just fill out the paperwork follow the instructions it's actually very easy this this is all i did it literally took me like 15 minutes to sign up for this shit and then like a week later they sent me a book of like paperwork saying that you're registered in the state of x y and z um so very easy legalzoom.com hopefully that helped uh let's get back to the notes oh i need to swig this water actually uh wolf asked how do you deal how do you normally deal with old friends who start so suddenly reappearing into your life once you start becoming successful this is an easy one bro how do i deal with old friends who start suddenly reappearing into my life once you start becoming successful i don't there you go you're welcome <laughs> you don't so here's what i would tell you it sounds like you're frustrated because you're finding success in your life and old people are popping up and now they want to be part of the way now they want to hop on a wave they got their boogie board they got they the surfboard out and they want to hop on your wave you remember that it takes two to tango when they send that text message yo we should hang out man i see you doing good for yo let's catch up you remember don't you ever forget you you are yes they are frustrating but you're also the source of your own frustration you answered that text message you chose to hang out with those people you chose like you chose not to tell them off you can ignore the text message you can ignore them i don't entertain the shit you wasn't with me shooting in the gym whatever so that's that's the best but I, you got to stop caring bro you got to stop caring it sounds to me like you care i think the better question is you need to ask yourself why you care what they think they wasn't with you uh next question comes from edward and he says what is something you regret not doing or not starting earlier in the past that could have benefited you now or in the future the only thing I regret now that I'm older, because I don't usually regret things, is uh, I wish I would have. I wish I would have spent money investing. I wish I would have took those early YouTube and Twitch checks that I was making instead of buying clothes and shit during my get fresh phase. I wish I would have invested in stocks because I remember when I was like 19, Amazon stocks were like 30, 40 dollars. I wish I would have bought a bunch of stocks in Amazon because now how much? How much is Amazon shares going for? I think they're a thousand plus or whatever. Amazon shares are going for three thousand dollars right now. That's three thousand dollars a share. So let's do the math here. Um, let's see calculator. If I would have bought, if I would have bought 
20 shares of Amazon back when I was 19. Let's say, let's say it was $30. So let's go 20 times 30. Let's see. I would have spent $600. If I would have spent $600 on shares, I would have bought 20. If I would have spent $600 when I was 19, I would own 20 shares in the company of Amazon. Um, now, let's see. Let's do... And if I would have hold those till now, those 20, those 20 shares would be worth $3,000 a piece. We'll, we'll just, we're just going to round it up because it's 2,999. We're going to round it up to 3,000 because it goes up and down. Um, so if I do 20 times $3,000 per share, I would have made $60,000 uh, off of those shares. Uh, for those of you unaware, this is the basics of the stock market. You buy low, sell high. Then I could have sold those and I would have made $60,000. Uh, so that's one of the regrets that I have. Like, I wish I would have, but, but I don't know if it's a regret. It's only a regret because now I have this information. I've learned that trading stocks, at least on a basic level, is not as, it's not as complicated as you might think. It's honestly like selling anything else. You buy low, sell high. Um, and with apps, it's made it easier to get into it. Like back then, this information wasn't readily available, but now with my circle that I have, I have people that educate me on these things. And this is something that I'm getting into as I, as I, as I get into my 30s, uh, right now I'm looking into pharmaceutical companies to invest in because they're testing them, them COVID vaccines and I'm trying to come up, baby. I'm trying to come up. So buy low, sell high. This is, this is a regret I have, but I only have the regret because I have this information now. Back then, because I didn't know anything about stock markets, I, I don't know. It's a sticky. I'm not a very regretful person. I'm just trying to make some money, bro. That's all. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I've, uh, the next question comes from that dude, bro. And he says, I always enjoyed your content. It felt authentic and genuine. How do you maintain authenticity while putting, without putting your whole life on display? Kind of what I said to the other dude earlier. You got to stop caring. Y'all got to stop caring, bro. You can't fake this alpha shit, bro. Motherfuckers be trying to pretend like they alphas, bro. But they really betas on a low. Like they think you got to have like a certain like, ooh, like little stoic attitude. Like you really got to not give a fuck what people think. I literally, I literally do not understand the only people I care about are people in my immediate circle. Like they criticize me, like somebody in my family. You see what I'm saying? Like people that you're close to because they know you better. So then their word will hold more value to you. But like random people on the internet, I don't understand why people care about what some fucking Prince Zuko avatar said on fucking Twitter. Like, damn, you really care what the Kilua avatar said to you on Twitter? Like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? They don't know you. The thing about YouTube, you people don't know me. Think about Twitch, you don't know me. I show you what I want you to see. It's an edited version of myself. So whatever judgments you're making is based off of a, a, a vertical slice. And once you understand that, just enjoy what you make. Do what you do. Get in your bag. Um, I can't explain to you how I how I have this attitude of not caring. I don't know. Like you just got to focus on your. I don't know. People born that way. That's a that's a different conversation. Work on yourself. That's all I can say. Work on yourself. Build that confidence. You'll stop caring. Next question comes from Goku Black, and he says, "Who are some content creators you used to watch on YouTube but grew up over time and no longer watch?" You know, for a second, I was like, why did I put this on my show notes? I remember why. Um, so he asks, who are some content creators you used to watch on YouTube but grew grew out of over time and no longer watch? I think the better question is, why are you asking me my question? Why are you asking me this question? So th- let, let's go back to the dude who asked me there any tips for any new content creators. Adrian, here's a tip for you. Uh, this guy asked me who, this guy's trying to start shit. Be aware of people who like to start shit, who are trying to play innocent. Who are some content creators you watch but you grew out of over time and no longer watch? 
You're just trying to start shit. Why, do, why does it matter to you who I used to watch, but then I grew out of over time? The only conclusion I can come to is you're probably trying to sit there. Oh, he doesn't. He used to watch this YouTuber, but he doesn't watch him anymore. I'm going to go tell him, go listen to the podcast because he's trying to shit him. You're just trying to start shit. Why are you fucking asking me these questions? So you want some advice from me, agent on being a new content creator? Avoid stupid ass questions like this. People come in my Twitch chat all the time. What do you think of this person? Wait, I don't know who that is, bro. What do you think of that person? Why do you think I have motherfuckers be trying to pitch you against people? And this is a question that can put you against somebody. This honestly might even be an innocent question. But somebody might clip it and send it to that person and try to make it again. Right, get this shit out of here. Don't worry about that. How about that? It doesn't fucking matter. It does. Why does it matter who I grew out of? Why does it matter? I enjoyed that person at that time and I have fond memories. Why does it fucking matter? Stop asking me stupid questions. Uh, what do you think is the most impactful? Uh, the next question comes from Kendrick. What do you think is the most impactful thing you've done with your platform? Uh, the most impactful thing that I've done with my platform is... Uh, when I won this tournament with Afro and Lord Balvin the other day, I forgot to talk about that on the beginning of uh, the, the podcast. Uh, for those of you unaware who don't come over to the Twitch stream, which kind of goes back to what uh, I was saying earlier, for those of you on YouTube who like to hate in the comment section who ain't paying attention, me, Afro Sinju, and Lord Balvin just played in the tournament on Twitch. It's called Twitch Rivals. We played against some pro level players. We ended up placing fifth place and we got, we won $5,000. We played, uh, we won $5,250 in Rocket. It was a tournament for Rocket Arena. Uh, we prospering over there they call me 5k hokage over there like five, fifth place normally i wouldn't be satisfied with that but against pro level players i was like i'll take it whatever we did better than all the other like half the half the bracket was content creators and half the bracket was pro players we did better than all the other content creators so i'll take that so we over there winning keep hating you can hold my dick um <laughs> uh, what was i gonna say but i'm joking that's not the most impactful thing that i did shout out to afro and Lo uh, lord balvin you motherfuckers wouldn't even know that because y'all be hating low-key um, one of the most impactful things, I think the only impactful thing that I do, like I always be trying to tell people, like I just be playing video games. I don't have delusions of grandeur. I'm, I know that I'm a nigga that plays video games, shares his opinion, cracks jokes. It's not that fucking deep. I'm not out here creating vaccines for COVID-19. Uh, I didn't, I didn't give the, I have a dream speech. It's not that fucking deep. People like to tell me I'm inspirational, but like, I, I was like, eh, I'm just talking dog. Um, I think the difference between me and other people is I just not afraid to do something, but I don't think it's that deep what I do. Uh, but the most impactful thing, I don't know if this is impactful, but I do appreciate it. Whenever I do, yeah, y'all niggas get on my nerves, but whenever I do go to conventions, people do come up to me and they're very humble and they say how I've inspired them to do better with their lives and shit. So I do appreciate that uh, to see that I can be a positive influence. I kind of feel like going into my 30s, that's kind of uh, that's kind of been like my lane that I notice people are fucking with as I reinvent myself. I went from being like the funny trolling guy uh doing voiceovers to now i'm like i'm like everybody's uncle basically like a lot of y'all i talk about this on twitch like a lot of y'all i didn't realize it but i was born with an advantage that i know my father and even though i don't have the best relationship with him just being around that masculine energy did influence me in a way that i see a lot of men around my age bracket and younger do not have so like a lot of people come to me now and they watch my content and they view me as their uncle or their big brother like people have little like some of you youtube niggas who love to hate on me uh who like to call me fucking dj academics or fucking charlie clips not actually paying attention to what i'm saying i'm nothing like them niggas because people actually literally come in my twitch chat and say all the time like yo i view you like as a big bro because uh, i talk a lot about like relationships and advice and shit like life and shit in general and i mean i talk about it on the podcast so i think that's an impactful thing i take i i i appreciate that compliment that i could be a positive masculine like black 
influence on 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 men because a lot of y'all like i always say dudes love to say that they don't want to have a daughter because it's easier to raise a male but like i say if that's the case it wouldn't be a bunch of bitch ass niggas running around here like a lot of y'all need father figures uh and i'm not here to be your daddy but i mean if you ask me fucking questions I, i'll try to help people who are genuinely who genuinely need help i will try to help um so i appreciate that and then one good compliment one of my favorite compliments that i got that i really appreciate it was I've had, well, it's been, I've had like two or three soldiers write me letters, but the one that stuck me out the most, stuck out the most to me was I had a soldier, uh, say, I think he was either stationed in Afghanistan or Iraq. Uh, and this was, this is back in the earlier days, like 2013 or something like that, when we had a lot more soldiers over there. Um, and they said to me that like, they literally used to have my headphones. They usually, they usually used to watch my videos on base while they were stationed over in, it was either Iraq or Afghanistan and you could literally hear like gunfire and they would listen to my videos like to, to go to sleep or whatever to get or to get away from the bullshit of the battlefield it would make them laugh like i appreciated that he was like he, he dude was like he, you kept me sane when i was on tour in iraq and i was like i appreciated a comment like that so like you know you, you do simple things but you never know how you affect people so it, it's good to see that like i don't think what i do is that deep but i guess my impact is i can make people's day better like people say that all the time when they come through to my streams that's always kind of my goal um, and that's that's a tip for Adrian up there since he wants to, he wants a million tips about being a content creator. What how can you impact people's lives? Like I just try to make people's day better, uh, give people perspective or make them laugh. Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, next one comes from Hazel Hazelwood, and uh, that sounds like a neighborhood. Hazelwood representative. He said, "Hey TBH is a content creator or a person in general. When you see tons of people getting support and love, and you feel like no one does the same for you or checks up on you." How do you deal with it? Just going through a rough patch right now and would love some advice. I don't know why you brought up content creator. Why did you bring up content creator? I feel like you're just asking me. If I, if I, what I'm getting out of this is you're the friend in the group that checks up on everybody, makes sure everybody's good, but everybody, but nobody checks up on you. I get it. Like that's, that's how I am too. That's, I'm the person like that too. Um, one thing that the, the advice I can give to you is like, if you feel like people, if you feel like you're constantly, checking up on your friends and they're not checking up on you that doesn't make your friends bad don't put that in your head the advice i would give to you is work better on your communication you probably come across as a very strong figure so people probably assume that you're okay all the time i mean that's the problem that i have and usually i am okay um so what you need to do is when you are going through shit you need to communicate to people so that they know that you are going through because some people will view you as superman some people will view you as wolverine like you may be that dude in your friend group or your family and you need to communicate to those people that you're not doing good and you could use some advice or you could use a conversation or a nigga could use a hug or something. I don't know. You could use something clearly, but you need to communicate that to people that you're going through stuff. You can't assume if if because people are people do things based off patterns and data. Right. And if patterns in the data say that normally you're OK, they're not going to check up on you. You need to change up the pattern. You need to change up the data and you need to express. You need to add an anomaly in there so that they know to check up on you more often. Because um, if not, they're just going to assume you're okay because somebody might view you as Superman. Somebody might view you. You need to remind them that, you know, some days you Clark Clint. Are you expressing that to people? Uh, and I'm pretty sure if those are really your friends or your family, they'll be more understanding. They're not going to be mad. But if you're not, it takes, you got to remember, it takes two to tango. Quit, quit waiting for people. Closed mouths don't get fed. Quit waiting for people to, uh, do what you want and, and 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 speak it into existence is what i say uh and last but not least uh the last question comes from rinsai and he says how do you feel about people who date exclusively outside of their race um i think 
I, I think what, what, what did I want to say? Why are you fucking asking me? That's why that's why I wanted to ask. Why do you care what I think about this? I don't give a fuck about this shit, bro. Why do you I think the better question is why do you care where another man sticks his dick? Listen, motherfuckers is allowed to have their preferences. As long as you're not using your preferences to weaponize, as long as you're not weaponizing your preferences to hate on people. Like I love black women. My mother's black. I love black women. Natural hair, smell good, big booty. That's what I like. But I don't put down other groups of women. Long as you're not putting down your preferences, like I like I uh, long as you're not using your preferences to put down other people, that's the only thing that matters. Other than that, mind your fucking business, dog. Why are you worried about who who sticks their dick where? Mind your business. That's what I would tell you. It will save your life. I swear to God, I'm about to put that shit on a t-shirt. Mind your business. It'll save your life. Uh, that's all I got on my podcast notes. I know. I, I feel like I haven't been talking about music on this podcast. I have not been listening to music at all lately, but it's like a time thing. I don't really be having time uh, between creating content and uh, dealing with your significant other and friends and business. You just don't really have a lot of spare time. But what can you do? Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. I know I did. If you did, make sure to rate the star. Make star. Make sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Rating my show five stars on Apple Podcasts moves my show up the algorithm which brings in new viewers and what's really dope is like as of lately i've had people come in my twitch chat and i'll be like yo i found your twitch stream through your podcast and it's because people rated it five stars i'm not trying to like sound like corny in a promo but like literally new people are coming they're discovering my content because you guys continue to support so i just like to say that i really appreciate the time that you guys take to go out there and rate the show five stars and if you haven't go do it for me now and uh, if you want to financially support the show my brother's broke you can donate whatever amount you see fit. It can be $1, it can be $50, it can be $500. It doesn't matter. Donate to a brother if you enjoy the content. It's dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. That is my cash app. I repeat, the dollar sign Black Hokage 08. Send a brother a donation. Make sure when you send a donation, if it's from the podcast, be like, just, just put in the message like for the podcast or something so I know and I can, I can thank you. But anyways, uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, and I will see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts.